All right, here we go. It's Monday. It is go Monday. Kansas City. Thanks. That just, that <laughs> just made it better. Monday. What? What was that, Rick? <laughs> Got about every third word. I'm just doing that now. I live out in the I'm in the middle of nowhere. You know who brings my internet energy to the house? Who? Wolves. Probably a, an elk or a moose. Wolves. Wolves. Wolves bring it. <laughs> and my wife said, you're supposed to keep them away from the door. And I said, well, honey, you have no internet connection then. The wolves bring it. It's, oh, my uh, goodness. Uh, the wolves have a buffer problem. Yeah, buffer usually, bloat. Usually people try to keep wolves away from their door, but uh, not Rick Peterson. No, he, he welcomes them with their little megabytes that they bring and occasionally take. All right, glad you're here, uh, both of you. Yeah, yeah, glad glad you're here, and uh, me too. And I, yes. I just think that's uh, I think it's I think it's great that we're all here. Uh, yeah. After New we, Year's, we've had two shows. I remembered that today, but uh, it's good. <laughs> I don't know if I remembered it the other two shows. Yeah, obviously you didn't. Before we we get right into the the meat of things, not not all of these because we're in an industry and uh, and aviation is an unforgiving thing. Uh, that from time to time we lose friends, and uh, and we lost one recently that uh, I think has hit everyone in our industry pretty hard. Yeah, and too. Matt, you're very close to this situation. Yeah, well, we did. We lost, uh, of course, uh, Mark uh, Nolashelsky and sadly uh, Nathan Sorensen, Big Mark's uh, son. And uh, the the only thing I was going to say is that uh, you know there was a, a rather public search party that was organized this weekend and uh, I got to go up there and I, I just wanted to say I, I think it's I think it's incredibly beautiful to see uh, the numbers of people who showed up I mean it was just remarkable Rick and, and Rob I'll tell you it was, it was really emotional I kind of got there and I thought well I'm going to go up because I don't know how many people are going to be able to show up you know at last minute and there was literally nowhere to park uh, in the bank parking lot where we all met, which was uh, right, you know, next to the crash site. I, I'm just guessing well over 100 people from all walks of life, air show performers, uh, you know, just mechanics, narrators, every walk of life in the air show community was there. And then you had neighbors and friends and, you know, Southwest folks, and just everybody came together uh, to look yeah, for part. something. And we, you know, the, the part, yeah, we didn't find the part we were looking for. But I'll tell you what we, I think Mark summed this up. We found a lot of love and a lot of closure. And, yeah. uh, and that was really just a beautiful thing. And there were so many people there. I hate to single out one person uh, that showed up, but I'll tell you, a guy that, uh, and we see this a lot in our, in our industry, but one guy that has really, has really shown some, I really want to stay around us if that's something, uh, it's John Waters. You know, John launched his podcast this last week, but uh, Rain showed up in the parking lot, and he and he just kind of walks over. He's got like a machete and a hoodie on, and uh, his his you know go hiking through the woods pants and boot. And I didn't, I really didn't recognize him. And he he came uh -huh. up and he, you know, he just kind of stood right beside me and said, "Hey, good morning." And you have this moment where you see somebody kind of how to like, you know, the person, but you're not expecting them to be there. Moment. And I literally said to him, "I said I'm not used to seeing you." places like this is kind of surprising but that was that was a familiar experience that day uh i mean really really and truly a familiar experience you know uh luke carico drove down from indiana 
All Nate the Hammond. way. That's that's a yeah. that's a nine hour drive. Nate Hammond from Kentucky. I mean, uh, I saw Kuntz was out there. Uh, just too many people to mention, uh, but uh, but close friends in that regard. Uh, uh, just a lot of people showing up, and that that to me is a beautiful thing, and it speaks volumes about our industry. It does. Yeah. The friendship, the family atmosphere that that it is, and we we're all hurting on this and support Mark so much uh, to get through it and. Uh, and that that outpouring of of uh, sympathy and support and love extended all the way to how they uh, lit up uh, the control tower at uh, Hartsfield, Atlanta Hartsfield Airport, in yeah. in uh, in in memory of Mark Novoselsky and and uh, and Nathan and and also uh, Southwest Airlines has been very very good to uh, to the families as well. Absolutely. Well, and we can't, uh, Mark and Nathan wouldn't want us to focus on this solely today. So uh, should we get into prop wash? We will. Are you ready? I'm Let's ready. Get into prop wash and yeah. looking ahead yeah. in our industry. Rob, why don't you start? I will. I spent a few days, actually, just about a week ago down in Florida at Homestead Air Reserve Base, which is the home of winter training for the United States Army Parachute Team, the Golden Knights. And I have six newbies that I coached. Uh, Trey Gullick, and if you guys worked with the Knights last year, you'll remember Trey as a guy who worked dirt. Well, he's on the team now as a demonstrator, uh, not just the drop zone safety officer working dirt, as they say. But uh, Mike Connors, who's been around for a while, he's it's his second time around trying out. He's from Sacramento. He's a He's an infantryman, and uh, you'll see him. That'll be home show for, for him, uh, Rick, so you'll be uh, working directly with Mike Connors as staff sergeant, so that'll be fun for you, dude. Oh, the the capital, California Capital Air Show. Yes. Um, the, the Super Bowl flyby, the historic Super Bowl flyby, uh, was um, fast. <laughs> <laughs> It was it, uh, it was a case of here he comes there he goes what the hell was that right well it's it's one of these nighttime flybys and uh, and at nighttime flybys up here in 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 the great white north because you know when we get into our football season it's practically Christmas before they play for what they call the Grey Cup and some of our hockey things get flybys as well even though they're closed stadiums go figure that one out <laughs> so but it gets television coverage and the guys apply afterburner. And it looks pretty cool in the dark sky. Uh, however, they do get their 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 deluge of complaints afterwards. It scares the hell out of some people uh, because all of a sudden they're looking in the night sky as they're driving home and they see these two big flames just shooting out of nowhere and then a roar if they don't know what's going on. So they, the RCIF up here have made sure they put lots of press releases out saying there will be a flyby. I didn't see the burners last night during the Super Bowl thing. And you know if they lit up to the two F-35s and the two Rhinos, well, they're a Growler and a Rhino. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of, of of thrust, and the afterburners on those, especially the Lightning twos, is pretty significant. So that that was kind of missing, and the television coverage was like a nanosecond of whoop, there they go. Yeah, <laughs> it was disappointing to me. Now let me let me try and I'm gonna I I don't know this to be true. But I'm going to apply a little bit of Ricky P's logic to this because I noted that in December, the Navy uh, made some noise about the fact that they were moving all of their promotional money onto the digital realm 
And specifically, even though radio was still going to get some of the buy, television was being axed. And I can't help but think that uh, the folks at Fox TV, with all their magnificent coverage of the Super Bowl, and it was magnificent, they did like a, an amazing job of covering that event, of which the flyover would be a small part of it, and historically the first time the combined forces of the Navy and the Marine Corps overflew said event. But the nanoseconds could have been technical. It could have been maybe Demi Lovato's note. Maybe there was a timing issue. I, I doubt it. I think time on target, they were right on. And I just wonder if that's all they felt that that's all they get. You know, it's like, okay, they moved away from TV. We are TV. Bye-bye. There it is. It's in and it's gone. Couldn't help but think that. What do you gentlemen think? Wow. Get the snub, huh? You think so? I don't know. I, I think they, they did it, but they didn't, go out, they didn't go out of their way to make it huge. I think we should ask George Norrie on uh, uh, Coast to Coast AM and see what the conspiracy theorists are doing. <laughs> well, that's a good point, Ricky. Never, I mean, you never know, right? You and I've, you and I've well, worked in the media, but but you, I think too, uh, have a suspicious eye when it comes to some of that stuff because well, you know not Having worked in both television and radio, they are vindictive yeah. bastards. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh I, I, I raise my hand to that. You know, I know, I know what it's like to be fired with yeah. no notice. Yeah, if you're not fired oh. from at least one job, you've never worked in the business, right? So yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, you happen to be on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and uh, and not really sitting in front of the TV with your, you know, your your chili and all the other stuff that goes into this annual, uh, you know, tradition. Uh, if you were watching social media, as a certain demographic certainly is, then you would have seen uh, uh, Kaylee and, and some of the rest of the team. They were on board, and they were taking over the Internet, and they had shots from uh, from the Prowler. They had shots oh, good. taking off and showing up and flying over from above, and good on them because I'll tell you something, that strategy that the Navy are putting together with how they're going to reach the new demographic and find these new pilots and they're already hooked well into how things are going to work for them after Top Gun in June. In fact, all the Top Gun co-stars were at the Super Bowl making sure they got their selfies taken with the team that was going to do the flyover and doing an awful lot of uh, you know shaking hands and being seen in the background. I think this, this move to the digital realm is probably very, very smart, and it's going to pay off very well for them. Yeah, we'll I see. think so. I, you go back. I can go back to a friend of mine I used to work with in TV here in town who worked, uh, became an anchor at another station. And I was having breakfast with him one day about four years ago. And he said and, and he has since left his position. But he was told four years ago that he had to spend more time working on blogging for the Internet. And he had to in order to keep his in order to keep his job, take a 50 percent pay cut in a top 25 market. Cincinnati at that time was number 22, I think, in in market size. And, you know, so, you know, broadcast television is really, really hurting. Yeah. yeah. And in the meantime, young Matt Chapman's getting ready to, and Matt Chapman, Matt, Matt Jolly is getting ready to think about maybe buying a radio oh, station. Oh, come on now. <laughs> You're going to go there. <laughs> hey, let's not go. Yeah, my, one of my, my future mistakes. Yeah. No, I'm in Yeah. Let me tell you. It's about your decision-making, for yeah. God's sake. Hey, speaking of my decision-making, I have a safety announcement this morning. Oh? Yeah, safety announcement. Oh, no. So oh. we decided that it would be a good idea to, to pay attention, by the way. We, we decided it would be a good idea to buy weighted blankets. You know those newfangled weighted blankets that you're supposed to sleep under and you get in and 
feel all cozy and warm and you don't wake up apparently well everything was Ever? going every, well maybe not i don't know but it was not the case wow. the other night i mean literally single, single use weighted blanket i i had a few returns yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry so I, I get in there and it's, it's pretty nice you know it feels kind of cozy and then about i don't know 12 31 o'clock the need the need came up it's the soup uh, the soup that we had you know the, the urge, the urge, yes. yes. The urge came a came a call, and <laughs> and and I, I thought, well, I, I better get up like right now. We had bad soup at the club, so anyway, I stand up, and and I, I try to stand up, and then I realize I, I can't, I can't get out of this this dead gum weighted blanket, right? So, straining is not what you want to be doing when you're in this position. It's just not a good idea. So finally, finally, I'm wrestling around like you know like a little sardine in a plastic bag or something and i finally get this thing off and when you do you hear this like <laughs> because all the air rushes back in and so i got yes, it off and it was the air rushing yeah back. <laughs> <laughs> so oh I finally, you know finally get this thing off and 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 run to the bathroom and uh, and I'm, I'm happy to say that, that every everything was uh, was the sheets were still white there was no issues but uh, but as a matter of as a matter of concern uh, for those of you that, that might be contemplating a weighted blanket I would just say to uh, just to, to kind of be be aware of what you're getting into because so you might you not order, be getting out <laughs> so when you order this thing off a TV ad that the, they're gonna add another thing now hey and for no extra charge we'll include a piddle pack for you that's right you might need one that although Promise that wouldn't have done much good. <laughs> Promise me that Rob and I can be there when you return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sure, well, abs absolutely. Used. Yeah, slightly used weighted blanket. I'm just telling you, I, just as a matter I, of safety. I managed to get out, no turtling, and everything was fine. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> All right. Okay. Listen, okay, our got, guest hey, today got, is Chris Darnell, by the minute, way. Wait a minute. I got one more for you. Oh, before. no. Hang yes, on, hey, Chris. <laughs> hang, hang in there, Chris. It's This This is kind of ap appropriate because 50 years ago on February 2nd, that was 1970, up at Malmstrom Air Force Base, there was an F-106 Convair Delta Dart that got into air combat maneuvering, got into a flat spin. The pilot... A guy named Faust, Captain Faust, punched uh, the uh, drogue chute to try to get the nose down. Oh, it yeah, failed. I remember this. He, yeah, this guy ejected, and and the airplane, the airplane righted itself. And I I read something about it that I had not seen before. But one of the other pilots said to him over the radio, over survival radio, said, you better get back in it. This airplane righted itself and very, very gently landed in a farmer's field. That's right. F and 50 slowly, years ago. Huh? 50 years ago, February 2nd. And it burned out its fuel. And that aircraft is now on display at the National Museum of the United States Air Force at Wright-Patterson Air Force in Dayton, Ohio. And it's a great story. They got great pictures of it. But uh, that, that, that the airplane would... Uh, would have uh, uh, not had any difficulty, very little damage. It was returned to service, went down to Tyndall Air Force Base, and Charlie Faust, the pilot, wound up flying that airplane again without incident. 
So well, that, anyway, well, that, that was that was because, if I'm not mistaken, the, the dart after that, I think they changed the noses to foam, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and when it hit the ground, it looked like a big. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. They threw some weighted blankets in the tail. That was all it was. All right, let's go to Darnell. Darnell, you there, Chris? How's it going? I am. Hey guys, how's hey. it going this morning? Hey, you're not Good a Chiefs morning. fan, are you at all? I barely have a voice left, but uh, <laughs> I went to the <laughs> I went to the championship AF, the AFC championship game and had no voice the Monday after that. So I guess today's an improvement. We are so excited about the new. Uh, what are we calling the uh, shockwave? I mean, it's shockwave, but are, are we calling yeah, it the Top, Top Gun? The Top Gun edition. That's so cool. That is so cool. So how's now, it, how's it going? Now, wait, it? wait, wait, wait. We have to set this up just a little better because. It's the world's fastest truck with three jet engines. And 376 all, miles an hour certified by the Guinness Book of World Records. There you go. So that's fast. And all that business is coming out the back end and great balls of fire, the stacks of great <laughs> balls of fire. But apparently that wasn't enough for Chris Darnell. No, so no. Now, now he's added guns to the front. And yeah, between we, the three of us, just so you know, Chris, we're all taking bets as to which one's going to fall off or end, and if they'll make noise. So <laughs> they don't make noise, oh. but they are uh, braced very, very well. A lot of thought went into <laughs> to all of that, and uh, the last thing I want is a is a uh, fifty caliber machine gun wrapped around my neck coming through the windshield. <laughs> well, we don't want that either. But <laughs> that's pretty much the visual I have. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so and no, for those of it, and, and anybody who's been to an air show has very likely seen your your truck shockwave, Chris, and and it really was a it was a kind of a flamethrower uh, motif on on the uh, the wrap or the paint job on the thing. And uh, tell us how it's different now. Yeah, so we wanted to do uh, something special as a tribute to the military for quite a while. As you guys know, we do a lot of military air shows, and and uh, when we're not at you know, a military base, we're still performing with military performers. And, and, uh, so we wanted to do something special for them for a while. And so we've got the, a logo on the truck from every branch, including the space force, um, uh-huh. on, on the truck. And you'll see lots of different throwbacks to different eras of aviation and, and, uh, in the different branches, we've got army stuff on there, air force, Navy, all kinds of stuff. I tried to really pay attention to the detail of, of what we were doing with this. Um, obviously, with it being the Top Gun edition, there's a lot for the Navy in there as well. But but uh, we just wanted to do something special for them. And with, with the new movie coming out in June, uh, which I'm really excited about, Top Gun's one of my favorite all-time movies ever. And uh, with that new movie coming out, it just seemed like the perfect opportunity to to uh, do this and, um, you know, call it the Top Gun edition to kind of tie in all of that. So we uh, went all out on the, I've been working on this wrap for a long time, but we started the, the latest design about eight months ago um, and, you know, have released some artist renderings and things, but we finished it last week. It's got all the guns and missiles and everything all on it. We added 24 strobe lights. There's strobe lights inside the Gatling guns. Uh, we had a, had a, uh, a set of Gatling guns, one for each front fender. They look identical down to, you know, every, every detail of 
what you see coming out of the fuselage on the on the A10. So I took pictures really detailed at a show and and uh, took them to some guys that uh, that we know at 417 Motorsports here in Missouri and and uh, they CNC cut everything out and they look so awesome. Now, by make noise, what I meant by that, Chris, is when it's running down the runway, if we're going to have some gun barrel noise, like, like, <laughs> we like might the Mustang. Have some so, yeah, that's what we're hoping for. So, yeah, uh, yeah. who knows? That'd be really cool. Well, listen, if it doesn't whistle, let's let's find somebody who can make it whistle. Yeah, That'd there be you real. go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, my goodness. Well, that that's going to be fun. What has the re- sort of response been like? on this project from the fans. You know, I wasn't sure what so many people liked how we, the last wrap had been the original colors of shockwave, but really modernized and people really loved it. It was really photogenic. Uh, but, but, uh, we thought it was time to change it up. And, and, uh, I was, I thought we might get a little bit of pushback, but I haven't heard or seen a single negative comment. Everybody's really blown away by it. it the way it turned out is, is uh, really incredible with all the red, white, and blue strobe lights on it, and we'll have to see. We'll have to see how the pictures come out at the night shows because it's got so many strobe lights on it. I'm not sure if we'll be able to look at it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you will still be creating the same kind of weather systems that you always do with all the all the smoke, right? No, absolutely. Nothing's changed as far as all of that goes. We've done all of our winter maintenance on the on the engines and the truck got all new tires and brakes last week and everything else so it's all ready to go but uh yeah same type of show uh, just you know a tribute to the military to to uh say thanks for all that they do for for all of us now don't you have an annual um light it up outside the house event that um in the past the local fire department have even shown up because the neighbors were a little confused are you going to do that, and are you going to put that on your incredible social media so we can all see the first crank of the new shockwave? I'm sure we'll fire it up at some point before the season starts. My first show is at El Centro. We've got three shows that weekend. We're doing uh, Laughlin Air Force Base, uh, El Centro, and Yuma. Three trucks going in different directions. So we've got who's gonna, got to get who's going to be at Yuma. Which one's going to be at Yuma? Which one's going to be at Yuma? Because that's where I'm. Aftershock will be at Yuma uh, cool. with Mark, and I'll be at El Centro with Shockwave. So that'll be its debut with this new uh, Top Gun theme, and then uh, Flashfire will be at Laughlin with you your dad. It. Right? You gotta you yep. gotta tell yep. the story about starting it up in the neighborhood. Come on, Chris. Oh uh, yeah, back to that. So good. We skipped over, we skipped <laughs> over Rick. Uh, yes, it actually hit the AP wire one time. It was on the front page of the newspaper here in Springfield, Missouri, and and uh, it was crazy. They someone called in a plane crash, uh, a jet. <laughs> Uh, they had heard jet noise, saw lots of smoke, and and thought, and this is out in the country. You wouldn't think that you'd bother any neighbors, but somebody uh, that was new to the area called in. A, a jet was down, and they dispatched, I mean, everything. The <laughs> fire department had multiple fire trucks, ambulances came, uh, the highway patrol showed up. I mean, it, it was nuts. They all came Oops. running through these farm fields, jumping barbed wire fences, and we'd already put the truck back inside, and it was kind of still, you know, smoking <laughs> when they rolled up. 
uh, it was uh, quite the quite the deal. And and uh, so ever since then, we we call nine one one dispatch before we start the truck. Wasn't there a melted mailbox or something at one point too? Uh, we did a a turkey fry. Uh, we we yeah. rigged, rigged up we rigged up a turkey for Thanksgiving one year. Uh, behind the flash fire truck and I remember that. and uh, we roasted it and then sent it flying into the woods. So yeah. whenever they say do turkeys fly, we made it fly. There you go. <laughs> but, as, God, uh, yeah, that, as God is my that witness. Video has, <laughs> that video has millions and millions of views. It's even been on TV. <laughs> oh, it's good now, fun. I have a, a question that begs too, and I know that Matt with, uh, with his little guy, has been looking forward to uh, trying out the the bouncy that you brought in. I think you spent millions and millions of dollars designing <laughs> and building this this bouncy castle that looks like the old shockwave. Is it going to get a treatment, or is that is that going to be a kind of a throwback to the way it yeah, used to be? Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna leave that the same so that it it uh, it's still branded with that kind of that kind of look. It it uh, we want to keep that, but. Uh, yeah, everyone was real excited about that last year, and, and uh, it went over really well. Uh, we were really impressed with uh, the feedback that we got from adding that to our display, just something for the kids to, to enjoy while the parents are watching the show, and, and uh, it worked out real well. Brooke and the kids did, uh, did a, a yeoman's amount of work running that thing uh, from a financial and uh, crowd standpoint, didn't they? Yeah, they do a really good job with it. I, you know, obviously I don't have time to to uh, help manage that. My wife, being a, a teacher, is is uh, great at controlling the kids. I mean, you can fit about fifteen kids in there, um, and uh, they get pretty wild at times. <laughs> so you gotta gotta keep the bigger ones from uh, hurting the smaller ones. Well, it's good you fun. Want go, sure. You want to go for a ride in the shockwave, don't you, man? Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's not good. Tell you what it's like. I mean, you're... have you ever ridden with Chris in a rental car? That's that's the first thing, <laughs> you know. And then you go, we'll go from there. But uh, no, you do. You all you Matt, offer rides, Matt. I think that story you're referring to with the rental car may have been my dad. Yeah, well, <laughs> there, yeah. and there might have been a curb or two involved. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the time that I wrecked the rental car at Bob Hoover's house. That's what you're thinking of. Uh, I do. I do remember that. <laughs> that's a, that's another story. <laughs> so. I drove with your mom in the vet, uh, chasing down one of the cars way up in northern Canada when he was adventurous enough to uh, to take the truck up there. And uh, and that was a thrill. And your mom knows how to drive just as well as anybody else. That's a real family <laughs> thing to describe to us, though, what it feels like the acceleration when you when you're popping the uh, the afterburner and when you finally zip down the runway. Yeah, the the afterburner um, pops are you know more for the crowd. But whenever you do the high RPM ones, the thing wants to leave. It's like everything that you can do to hold it back. You know, you're at a hundred percent throttle and and uh, it, it wants to leave, but whenever you finally unleash all of the power out on the runway and, and uh, take off, it's man, it's the ultimate adrenaline rush. It it uh, doesn't ever get old. It's it's so much fun, and and uh, you know I enjoy the challenge of of uh, working with all the different pilots on doing the plane race because there's so much involved with that as far as timing goes to make it look right. And you know, once in a while we do lose because. It's uh, it's different with every plane. It's hard to judge their speed and and uh, everything else. But it's it's an incredible show. That's for sure. 
Well, Chris, we thank you for being here. Guys, we're all out of time. I don't know no, how that happened. I'm serious. Already? We're all out of time. Yeah, we it, oh. we have burned through yet another another 30 minute episode. Get ask Chris about his list of guys who cheat during the race. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and also to and kudos to Wayne Rachel, your crew chief, who's so instrumental in making it work right. That's right. Yep, everything kind of relies on him, whether or not that plane race works. Well, Chris, thanks and for being here today. Seriously. Hey, Chris, see you on see you on the road, dude. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys. We, we got to duck out of here. Shockwave, give them the website as you as you as you tune out here, uh, so to speak, Chris. Yeah, we just posted our schedule for the 2020 season uh, into last week. So head over to shockwavejettruck.com and check out the schedule. Uh, the schedule's up for all three trucks for the whole year. Good deal. Our thanks to Chris Darnell and uh, shockwavejettruck.com. There and to Friendly Jerry's, by the way, the Big Rick now available at Friendly Jerry's. All right. I just finished. I just finished a big Rick for breakfast. Did you? How was it? I I've been awful busy pounding on my chest trying to get the heart restarted, but <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm glad. Well, guys, is come and gone. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being here today, and uh, we'll we'll talk what in, in another week or so. Yeah. Let's let's do. All right. Well, so Not long for now. Monday anymore. If we do it next week, we can do it. I'll be in El Centro, so we can hang out. Maybe get one of the Blue Angels on. Good deal. All right, guys. Talk to you later. If you're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) I always say you're lucky. (laughs) You're lucky. (laughs) Uh, I can't breathe anymore. (laughs) I was trying to figure out something to get in. It says the artery-clogging voice of uh, artery-clogged voice of Rick Peterson. Just while it's a lot better visual than seeing my visual of Matt turtling trying to get out of this friggin'. <laughs> <laughs>